This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tina Balanta, as she brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Psalm 34, I started talking about the power of praise in the first service. Psalm 34 verse 1, Psalm 71 verse 8, and then Hebrews 13, 15. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's Psalm 34 verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually. Not just at certain times. But the praise of God will continually be in my mouth. I will bless him at all times. You know, some people feel it's only when they are eating they should bless the Lord. Father, bless this food. We thank you for providing. Amen. But it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. At every point in time, I will bless him. His praise will always be in my mouth. Psalm 71 verse 8 says, Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. Saying the same thing. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day, all the time. We shall praise God. His praise shall come out of our lips all the time. And then Hebrews 13 verse 15 says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, all the time. We shall offer the sacrifice of praise. That's what it says, at all times we shall do that. First thing I said this morning was we need to look past the troubles before us to the final words spoken by God in order to be able to praise him well. We need to learn to look past the troubles before us to the final words spoken by God about our matter if we want to praise him because there will always be issues before us. There will always be circumstances in front of us. There will always be things bothering us. And if we keep our eyes focused on the issues Focused on the fact that our stores are empty. Focused on the fact that maybe our pockets are empty. We have bills that are due. We have health challenges. If we keep our eyes focused on those things, it becomes difficult to praise Daddy God. Hallelujah. So we need to learn to look beyond what is before us to the final word God has spoken. And what is his final word concerning our circumstances? The final word concerning our circumstances is that it is well. The final word is, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. The final word is, I've been young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. The final word is, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. There are so many final words about our circumstances that God has written. And when we learn to keep our eyes focused on that final word, we will be able to praise him no matter where we find ourselves. The praises of God will never depart from our lips in the name of Jesus. One thing about the ability to praise God, or one thing that helps us to praise God well, is the fact that what Jesus did for us, no man could have done that. 
What Jesus did for us, no man, nobody could have done that for us. He paid the price to make us a part of God's family. He paid the price to bring us out of the miry clay, Psalms 40 verse 2. He paid the price to bring us out of the pit, out of the dungeons, out of the dirty lifestyle, out of the difficult places we've been. Jesus paid the price to bring us out into the bright lights, into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of God's only son. He brought us there. Psalm 40 verse 2 says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Your feet are set upon a rock and your goings are established in the name of Jesus. No matter where you have to go to, God has established them. And once they are established, it means they are established for good. They are established for increase. They are established for the promotion that belongs to you. Because that's what he has done. He says he brought us up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set our feet upon the rock. Your feet are set permanently in the name of Jesus. Psalm 63 verses 3 and 4. Psalm 63 verses 3 and 4. One some of the things about that Jesus did is the fact that he has poured out his loving kindness towards us. He has also chosen us to succeed and excel in life. Those are some of the reasons why it's good to praise God, why we can praise God at all times. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Psalm 138 verse 2. Psalm 138 verse 2. I will worship towards thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. The psalmist said, I'll praise your name because of your loving kindness. It's because of his loving kindness. It's because of his mercies we've not been consumed. If God had forgotten to love us, if he had forgotten about us, our stories would have been different today. We'll not even be here today. The things said about us, for some people, it would have been a history about our lives. But God's loving kindness towards us has always been there. It's always, always been steady. And that's why God expects us to praise him for all the things he has done in our lives. John 15, 16. You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. We didn't choose ourselves. You didn't choose yourself to become a child of God. You didn't choose yourself to be the head and not the tail. You didn't choose yourself to be above only and not beneath. But God chose you. God saw you. And out of the millions of people, he chose you and said, this child of mine is going to excel. This child of mine is going to be above. This child of mine is going to be the best in all that he has to do. Hallelujah. So those are some of the reasons why we need to praise God. Because God's faithfulness is settled where we are concerned. His faithfulness is settled where we are concerned. Many times we look at the things happening on our left and our, on our right, and we feel, God, what reason do I have to praise you? The fact that I woke up this morning is reason enough to praise God. The fact that I'm not naked is the reason to praise God. The fact that we have food to eat, we have shelter, that's reason to praise God alone. 
And God will continue to give us many reasons to praise his name, even as the days, the years, and the months go by in the name of Jesus. Because he's a faithful father. He's a faithful father. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruits. What fruit is he calling, talking about? Fruit of excellence. He said we should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Who He who knew no sin, the Bible says, became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. These are reasons enough for us to praise Father. There are so, so many reasons for us to praise him. First Peter 1.18 he has made us his children who are not redeemed with corruptible things. Corruptible things perish. But he didn't redeem us with corruptible things. He redeemed us with the precious blood of Jesus. And that's why we are forever God's own children. That's why we are forever untouchable. That's why we are forever kept secure in the whole of his hands. And that's why forever the enemy cannot access all that belongs to you even in this season. Hallelujah. Those are reasons why we should thank God. He said we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that we should show for the praises of him who has called us out of darkness. He has called us out of the darkness. He has called us out of the dungeons. He has called us from being in the pit. He has placed our feet upon the solid rock. And upon that solid rock, nothing will shake you. Nothing will shake you. Nothing will cause you to fall, but you'll stand strong and solid because the Lord has placed you there in the name of Jesus. He has placed us on the solid ground. He has placed us upon the solid ground. That's it. So it's worthy of praise because God is a faithful father. In fact, I, you know I love that verse. A lot of times I ask, just like the psalmist asks, what is man that you're mindful of him? What makes us so special? What makes you so special? What makes you so special? The fact that when God was creating Adam, God sat down and he, for the artist, he molded Adam. He sat down, he said, I want Adam to look like me. I want Adam to have a carriage, a body that looks like mine. I want Adam to be like me. I want to be able to communicate with him. I want to have a child, someone I can talk with and relate with. That's why God made you who you are. That's why God is mindful of you. And that's why your business has become God's business. Hallelujah. It's, that's why we, it's, God is worthy of our praise on a daily basis. He's worthy of our praise. God could have turned his back on us. He could have turned his back on us, but he did it. He chose to bring us into his household. And because we are part of God's family, we are part of his household, our lips will continually praise him all the day long in the name of Jesus. And as we learn to praise God all the day long, the walls that have been standing us before us will come crumbling down before our very eyes in the name of Jesus. You have crowned him with glory and honor. God crowned you with glory and with honor. God crowned you. So as you're seated, you're all wearing crowns. You're all wearing crowns. You're all royalty. You're wearing crowns of glory and honor. And those crowns will open doors for you even as you go in the name of Jesus. 
Doors that have hitherto been shut before you, the crowns of God on your head will cause those doors to open in the name of Jesus. You see, the thing is this, no matter what people have said about you, no matter what people have called you, no matter what names people have called you, God has qualified you. He qualified you so much so that he chose to put a crown on your head. And because of the precious things that are in heaven, I know that the crowns on your head are not ordinary crowns. They are not ordinary crowns. You are royalty in the name of Jesus. So ignore what people have called you. Ignore what people have said about you. Ignore the person that you are walking towards and the person turns and does as if they did not know you. Remember your father that has crowned you and called you royalty. The Bible says he has crowned you with glory and honor. So glory and honor alone, even if the whole world decides not to look at you, the glory and the honor that is on your head sets you high above every other person. It makes you stand high above every other person. He loved you. He made you his own. He made you a part of his family. So you are precious in the sight of your father. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 50 verse 3. Praise dethrones all the walls that the enemy has raised about you and causes them to crumble. Praise dethrones all the walls that the enemy has raised about you and causes them to crumble. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. The salvation of God that it talks about is everything good, provision. So the walls of lack and poverty, they crumble around you when you praise God. The walls of insecurity, they crumble around you when you praise God. The walls of inability, they crumble around you when you praise God. That's why he said, whoso offereth praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conversation aright, will I show the salvation. Anytime we see that word salvation, let's not just think it means being born again. No, it means all the good things that God has provided for us. Every good thing that our Father has provided for us, that's what is in that word salvation. Provision, deliverance, protection, abundance. Victory, they are all in that thing. So when you praise God as a child of God, every wall that the enemy has built around you, they find themselves falling down. They find themselves falling down. Because um, Isaiah 61 verse 3. Let me look for it myself before I wait. And, uh, Isaiah 61 verse 3. It says to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified that he might be glorified. That oil of joy that the Bible talks about means that when walls are raised about you, the walls of joy, the walls of praise will cause those walls to crumble before you. 
they'll cause those walls to crumble before you. Praise will dethrone every wall that the enemy has raised around you. Acts chapter 16. One thing about praising God is when you praise God, you're telling him you believe in his might, in his ability. You tell him you're believing in his grace, in who he has said he is, where you are concerned. We all know the story of Paul and Silas. They were in jail. Verse 23 says, When they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, nobody likes praising God at midnight, unless you're the type that likes waking up to pray in the night. But the midnight that we're talking about is not the midnight of uh, night time, but it's the midnight of the darkest times in your life. The midnight of difficult situations. The midnight of times when you feel as if everybody has abandoned you. When you feel like you are the only one. The midnight are the times when no matter where you've turned, it's as if you turn to this brother, they turn their back. You turn to this sister, they do as if they don't even know you. That's the midnight of the times. When you have a need so desperate that you are like, God, if you don't show up for me in this situation, nobody else will. God, if you don't show up for me in this situation, I don't know how I'll make it through. I don't know how I'll remain standing. In fact, those are the times when you tell God, God, is Kukuma better? Who am I of use to? Is Kukuma better that I close my eyes and wake up on your side now? That's the type of time that Paul and Silas are talking about there. It says, at the midnight hour, they opened their mouths and they prayed and they sang praises unto God. And the God whose ears are never shut to his children's cries, they are never shut to the voice of his children, that God heard them when they were praying. He heard them when they were praising. And he caused an earthquake to shake the prison doors. And those prison doors were opened. Prison doors that have held you captive, they will open before you as you praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. Every prison door that has limited you, that has stopped you from stepping into what God has ordained for you, that has stopped you from stepping into the glory that God has said belongs to you, every door that has said you cannot go beyond this, they will come crumbling before you in the name of Jesus. They will come crumbling down. Because there is a difference between a child of God and a child of the enemy. As a child of God, God has things he has prepared for you. And the enemy trying to stop them from putting walls before you, those walls will come crumbling down in the name of Jesus. Every wall of limitation, every wall of lack, every wall of not having what God has promised to you, they will fall down before you in the name of Jesus. God's words are yes and amen. He likes building walls, but our father specializes in pulling walls down. And the angels that pulls down the walls of Jericho, they are still on an assignment where you are concerned. They are still on assignments where you are concerned. Those angels will pull down the walls that have surrounded you for so long in the name of Jesus. Say suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations were shaken. 
whatever the foundations are, whatever the foundations of your situations are, however long, however deep those foundations are, wherever they are coming from, those foundations will crumble before the Almighty God in Jesus' name. Sometimes the foundations are generational. Coming down from years down the line, they will crumble at the mention of the name of Jesus. And because the blood of Jesus has been poured on those foundations, they will remain broken in the name of Jesus. They will not be built up again in the name of Jesus. It says everyone's bands were loosed. The doors were open, everyone's bands were loosed. God will always show up on your behalf. He cares about you. That's why it's important we learn to praise. Let's learn to go beyond where we are and worship this God that is our God and praise this God that is able to do more than we can imagine. More than we can imagine. You are in your house. You are not having issues. And you are praying and you are praying and nothing is changing. Start praising God. Start praising God. And as you praise God, God will give you the keys. The keys of the kingdoms, they are, God, they are with God and Jesus gave them to us. When we learn to praise God, God will tell you what key you need to use in that situation. Because there are doors all over this place. Every door has its own key. Every situation has its own key. Every circumstance has its own key. When we learn to praise God, what praise, God, what praise does is it drops the right key in our hands. And that key will help you to open the doors that have stood before you all this while. Hallelujah. God shows up. God loves showing up for his people. He loves showing up in their situations. Because God wants people to be able to say, ah, that my God is a big God. You know, like children will say, my daddy is a big daddy. My daddy can beat your daddy. My daddy's car is bigger than your daddy's car. Children like saying that. God also wants us to say that about him. And that's why he always shows up in our behalf. He'll show up where you're concerned in the name of Jesus. When you believe that God has shown up in your situation, go above your feelings. Go above. You see, Hebrews 13, where we, say, um, where we read, says, it is a sacrifice sometimes. It's not every day that you just wake up and you feel like praising the Lord. In fact, Smith Wigglesworth, I think it was the one that um, someone said about him, that when he wakes up in the morning, as his legs are touching the ground, he starts praising God. He does not ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. He tells Smith Wigglesworth how he should feel. Do you understand that? You wake up. Many of us wake up. The first thing that hits our head is, instead of going to, okay, let me, let me go and pray. The first thing that hits some people's head is, hey, God, that man said he's going to call today and ask for his bill. Landlord said he'll visit us today. Hey, Jesus, school is resuming. What have we done? What have we not done? But Smith Wigglesworth said he doesn't do that. The moment he wakes up and he puts his leg on the ground, he opens his mouth and he starts praising God. And he says, Father, I bless you. Father, I appreciate you. Father, I thank you for your mercies. I thank you because this is a beautiful day. It's a day you've made. I rejoice and I choose to be glad in it. Father, I thank you because as I walk into this day, I'm going to walk in your presence. I thank you because as I walk in this day, favor will open doors for me. Thank you, Lord, because your angels encamp around the... 
He just starts praising God. Our bodies, our minds, they do what we tell them. Praise God on a daily basis and ignore your feelings. And as you do that, walls will come down before you in the name of Jesus. The walls of Jericho, we know the story so well. God told them, when they make a blast in verse 5, Joshua 6, 5, said when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down flat and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. That was what God told them. And verse 16, it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The Lord has given you. And verse 20 says, the people shouted, and as they shouted, the walls fell down. God will not ask you to do something that will fail. He will not ask you to do something that fails. If God asks you to praise him in the difficult situation, it means that that situation will come falling down. God told Joshua, blow the trumpets. God told Jehoshaphat, send the praise team forward. God told them, if you praise me in these difficult times, everything that is standing before you will come crumbling down. And they obeyed. And the angels were empowered. The angels of God are empowered on your behalf in this season in Jesus' name. Put those angels to work with your praise. Put them to work with your praise. And as you do that, the victory that God has given you, the deliverance that God has given you, the, de the healing that God has given you, all that God has given you will locate your house and they will remain there permanently in the name of Jesus. When God does things, it's not the type of things that he does and then tomorrow it disappears. The things God does, they are permanent. They will be permanent even in your life and your circumstances in the name of Jesus. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. The enemy will try to steal, but he cannot succeed in the name of Jesus. So keep your eyes on the Lord. Praise God irrespective of how you feel. And the praises of God will cause circumstances to change in Jesus' name. One of the times when... Uh, one of the times when we... We had to um, trust God for our children. I remember that the, each of my children didn't get testimony. If we could talk on top of all my children. <laughs> but let me just say this one. Praising God opens doors. And praising God actually calls walls to fall down. Not just in Bible days, but in our lives. I remember one of the... Um, children when I was carrying that child. They said it was a breach. And breach means the child's uh, head is up. The legs are down. Normal delivery, the legs are meant to be up and the head down so that the baby comes out with the head first. I remember in that particular, even as far back as the seventh month, that was what they said. So they kept saying, look, seven months to nine, there's time, the baby will turn. So we kept, the baby will turn, the baby will turn. Nine months came, the baby refused to turn. We 
went to the hospital. The hospital, they still said, eh, there's still chance that the baby will turn. But in case the baby doesn't turn, sure, you know, CS is always an option. We said, we have heard. You know that kind you have heard, but you are not accepting. So we went to the hospital when labor started. The head, I, I rem the head was here. <laughs> I remember that very well. The head was on this side. I was talking, I was talking to the head. The head was refusing to shift. You know when you are trying to force the baby to shift by force? The baby was refusing to shift. So we got to the hospital that morning, early hours of the morning, and they said, okay, just wait. We'll still, we'll prepare you, but let's see what, what will happen. I looked at uh, my husband, Reverend. I just turned my face, and I started worshiping God. I started praising God. I started thanking God. I did not ask him to join me. I just said, oh, you are on your own. At this point, I am not going on that. I did not come this far to have them say you are going to do a CS. There's nothing wrong with a CS. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I'm just saying that my own situation at that time, I was not ready for that. So I just started praising God. We started praising God. We started worshiping God. We started praising God. That was about 4, 5 a.m. We started praising. We started worshiping. We were praising. We were worshiping. All the while, from time to time, they'll come into the room. They'll check. They'll not say anything. They'll go. When they don't say anything, I know that the baby is still refusing to budge. I just concentrated on what I was doing. We both, once I started, he joined, and we were both praising and worshiping God together. At a point, inside my heart, I knew that God had heard. I knew that the worship, the praise and the worship had caused that baby to shift. And the moment I felt that on my inside, not long after the nurses came, checked, and they said, it's doable. It's doable meant it is possible for this child to come, even if you not turn. He'll come the way he's coming, let him come. <laughs> and that's how we went out. We went to the, to the delivery suit, and the baby came out with the legs first, strong and healthy, without any cut, without any CS, without anything, only because we praise God. <laughs> only because we praise God. So the thing is this, the, when God says, praise me and the walls will come crumbling down, or praise me and situations will change, he's doing it because when we praise him, there's an oil of joy, there's an oil that comes in that situation, and that oil eases everything and causes the enemy to slide off. The same way oil makes it easy for things to happen, it also makes it easy for his, the enemy to lose his grip. You understand? It makes it easy because when something is very oily, you try to hold it to keep falling. That's how you and the enemy will be doing. He'll try to hold you, you fall out. You'll try to hold you, you fall out of his hands. Because the oil of joy upon your life makes you untouchable where he's concerned. Makes you untouchable where he's concerned. There are times when you feel as if, God, I have prayed and I've waited and I've trusted. But the Bible says, at every point in time, let us make our request with thanksgiving. Let's make our request with thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving places God in front of us. And once we can keep our eyes focused on the Almighty God, once we can keep our eyes focused on his goodness, on his mercies, on the things he is able to do and his ability, you find that everything that looks impossible all of a sudden becomes possible. 
There is no impossibility in God's dictionary. There is no impossibility in his dictionary. So even if life has told you it is impossible, your father says it's possible where you are concerned. And God's possibility will become reality before your very eyes in the name of Jesus. They'll become reality before you. Josephat's problem was a big one. A great multitude, um, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 2, a great multitude, the Bible says, overwhelmed Josephat. Different problems. Different problems. There are some times when you ask yourself, God, now only me. This problem, it is me. That problem, it is me. In fact, as if my house is known by every problem. Not only me. That's how Joseph had felt. Bible says a great multitude came against him from beyond the sea. But Joseph had knew his God. They that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. You'll do exploits for the good kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. You'll do exploits even in your own personal lives in the name of Jesus. Josephat was overwhelmed. And what did he do? He turned to the Lord. Fear came in, tried to sweep him off his feet, but he kept his eyes focused on the Lord. He remembered God's goodness. He remembered God's mercies. He started counting the blessings of God and naming them one by one. That's what verse 6 is all about. He started mentioning all the good things that God had done for them, all the ways God had provided for them, all the ways God had delivered them. He started counting God's mercies one by one. And as he did that, God gave them a word. Praise me. Praise me. Go out. Don't be afraid. The battle is not yours. That's what God said. I'm just, that's my own trans translation. The battle is not yours. The battle is mine, the Lord. So just go praise me. The me that owns the battle will give you the victory. That's what God told Joseph at. And the same God that was there is the same God that is here with us. So whatever your challenges are, whatever the problems are before you, because you are a child of God, those problems have become your own problems. And the father that you serve will cause those problems to fall before you in the name of Jesus. How many of us have parents? We all grew up in homes. We all grew up in families. And how many of us realize that no matter how old you are, you're never too old for your parent to be concerned about your problem? Even if you are 60 years old, as long as your father is still alive, your mother is still alive, once you tell them you have an issue, if they know how to pray, they will pray on that matter for you. They will go on their knees and they will pray on that matter because of you. When you go to God with, you see, and that's the good thing about God. Ah, I feel like dancing. When you go to God with your problems, God will never say, I cannot do it. God will never say, there's something you are owing me, my child. I'm not going to do it for you. He'll never say, a time has not reached for me to... He'll not. The moment you go to God with your problems, Daddy God looks at the problem, he looks at you, he looks at the angel, the message is sent. And every wall that has been standing before you starts to crumble because the angels are sent out on your behalf. So whatever it is the enemy throws at you, remember the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. 
and the God who owns you. See, the thing is, one thing about the battle being God is God wants his name to be glorified in your life. That's why the battle is his own. He wants people to be able to look at you and say, wow, because I want to know the God of this person. I want to know the God of Igwe, the God of Igwe that has kept lifting him from level to level. I want to know that God so that that God will also lift me from level to level. The God that when things were impossible said, ah, no, for this, my son, I'll break protocol and I'll make things happen. That same God, I, people, that's why God does things for you. That's why God th does things for his children. Because you are an advertisement for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are an advertisement for him. People will look at you and they'll say, hey, this is your God. Please introduce me to him. In fact, drop my card with him for, you know, that kind of thing. And that God will do great things in their lives in the name of Jesus. God cares about you. God has plans for you. And those plans he's going to bring to pass before your eyes in the name of Jesus. He has not changed his word over your life. There's a final word that God has written concerning you. And that final word is still what he's declaring over your life. That final word of increase, that final word of excellence, that final word of victory over the life's affairs, that final word will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Even as we choose to praise our Father in heaven, no matter where we are, no matter what we are seeing before us, keep your eyes focused on those final words. And those final words will manifest in your lives even before you step into his presence in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your final word over our lives. We thank you because your angels are working on our behalves. And I thank you, Father, because no matter how deep those walls are, no matter how deep the foundations of the walls are, those walls will come crumbling down even before our presence this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because victory belongs to those who praise you. Victory belongs to those who lift their voices and shout at your presence. Victory belongs to those who come to you knowing that as they praise you, every wall will come crumbling down. And I thank you, Father, because the walls that have stood before us will crumble before our very eyes in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International, Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m., and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.